Hey y'all, it's your host and monetary beliefs consultant, Deja Coley. I'm on a mission to helping accomplished career women master their money by shifting their belief systems about themselves and their money. Welcome to episode two of the Deja Coley podcast. I ran across an article on CNBC last week and the opening statement of the article read something like many money problems that Americans face could be avoided if financial literacy was taught earlier in school. It goes on to share different stats like 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and three in five adults do not maintain a monthly budget. Here are my thoughts with that, right? Well, I think that that does not account for, one, an issue of poverty. There are lots of Americans who are living as victims of poverty, and no matter how much financial literacy they get, they're gonna they're gonna struggle still because it's not a financial literacy issue for people who are living in poverty. It also leads me to believe that If these people think that financial literacy is the answer to something like poverty, that they don't even understand poverty to begin with. Many people living in poverty struggle with a scarcity mindset. That is just basically a mindset where the mind is preoccupied with lack, lack of something, usually time or money. And the scarcity mindset limits brain function like scientifically this is not an opinion-based thing (laughs) like the scarcity mindset limits brain functionality and affects decision making so even if right even if financial literacy was a thing you know people went to neighborhoods where poverty was high i don't see how financial literacy would solve an issue where brain function is limited where decision making is affected due to scarcity mindset which is also due to being in poverty and the two of those things poverty and scarcity mindset they do this dance and it really makes it a difficult cycle to get out of because if you're if you're a victim of poverty then you usually will have a scarcity mindset because that's it that's what it induces right and then if you have a scarcity mindset you're usually probably going to be in poverty, right? And so it's this dance that it does and it's this cycle that just makes it really difficult to get out of for for most people, right? And so literacy alone is useless. It's useless. And there's so many people out here saying, let me educate you on financial literacy. Let me educate you on this. And, you know, according to the article, oh yeah, you wouldn't have that problem if, you know, as a kid you learned about financial literacy. And that statement is just not true, right? Like, yeah, for some people, but it's not an overarching, it's not an overarching solution. When I was in college on a, on the track to get my computer engineering degree, um, I had this professor who would always kind of make jokes about, um, other majors, but (laughs) just in an attempt to help the students understand the relevancy and significance of engineering as a concept and practice. And so he always said, math is knowledge and engineering is the application of that knowledge, right? 
any knowledge without knowing how to apply it is useless. And in order to apply any type of knowledge, you have to account for the various contexts. And so when I when I read this article and it's saying, oh, well, you know, these issues that Americans face, they could have been avoided by financial literacy. It's like, what? And okay, here's an example. Basic spending. Most people understand that if you only have $100, you can't give $200, right? Most people understand that. So if financial literacy is simply giving people that information, educating people on a basic principle like that, then why does overspending exist? Then why does it exist, right? And this is something, I can tell you why people do that. And it's something that drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely nuts. People want to believe that if people do or don't do a specific behavior, that it speaks to their lack of comprehension or knowledge on that particular thing. And the truth is, is that we're human people and that we could know something and still choose to do something different. There's so much more context around humans and why humans decide to model certain behaviors or not. And until we start to ask more questions about why this is, we're going to remain stuck forever in the same place. And we don't need that, right? And so while some people do, some people honestly do struggle with a literacy issue, they just don't know they don't know the basics of spending, they don't know how money works, that's not your problem. You understand exactly how money works. You are well-educated and you've been doing this a while. You know how money works. Your struggle is deeper than that. Your struggle is not about the money itself or spending the money itself, but it's really about the thoughts that aren't about money that's influencing your money. One of my favorite psychological theories is Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it's just a, it's a theory where um, where Maslow explains that actions are motivated by needs at the very bottom of the pyramid is biological needs what do you need just as a human being you need air you need water you need to be able to sleep um, and then the next level up is safety security and protection do you have what you need to be able to sleep? Do you have what you need to be able to eat, right? So this may look like a job or money itself. And then the next one is love and belonging. This is all about intimacy and connection. And I actually love this because so many of us have been taught that connection is not a need. And it is, it is, it is a need. And then the next level up is esteem. This is respect, this is acceptance, this is achievement, status. And that's also a need. And then the next level up is self-actualization. This is simply a level where you are able to achieve your full potential. And so for everything that comes under self-actualization, the way it works is, we become more eager to meet those needs the longer that we go without them. For example, if you're hungry, the longer that you go without food, 
the more eager you are to actually get food. I get hangry a lot, so I know this one firsthand. <laughs> so your struggle really, again, it's not about money itself, but it's about the thoughts and the things that have nothing to do with money that influence your spending. So what I see in my work is people using money to fulfill those unmet needs. Most commonly, love, belonging, and esteem. People using money to feel accepted. People using money to feel respected. People using money to become intimate or to feel connected to people. And you guys don't have to do any of that. Just like food, the longer you go, having these needs unmet, the more eager you are to fulfill them. That's the reason why some people are in so much debt because there's this need that's not being met and unfortunately, they're using their money and, and getting into debt trying to fulfill that need. Every need doesn't have to be met 100% before moving up the ladder, but you probably wanna take your time to meet these needs because it's affecting your self-actualization. You deserve to reach your full potential, but you need to figure out what needs you need to meet and how to get them met without using money to do it. So this wraps up this week's episode. The podcast is available on all platforms, so don't forget to like, follow, or subscribe. Again, thanks so much for listening to the Deja Coley podcast. This is your host, Deja Coley, here to remind you that your worth doesn't have a dollar sign. Bye, y'all.